Hello, one and all. Welcome to the Legionnaire Podcast. This is an early morning episode for the two of us, um, so we might hit a little. We might hit a slow start. Um, Will had an eventful day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I did. I got to. Uh, sorry, I got a hair on my head. Jeez, Louise. Um. Yeah, I was one of the lucky few who got to go see the Ahsoka midseason fan premiere in theaters. Um, it was super, super cool. I met a lot of cool people there. Uh, I just the whole atmosphere being back at a Star Wars movie in theaters because this is the first Star Wars theatrical release since Rise of Skywalker. I know Return of the Jedi re-released, but like I'm talking new Star Wars content. Uh, it it was super cool. Like I got emotional just being there in the theater and seeing all the Star Wars stuff, even though there wasn't a ton at, in my theater that I went to. It was still super cool. I, I met some cool people and I just got to see some cool costumes and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was living vicariously through your Instagram stories and you texting me because it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll make, I'm going to make a post on the podcast's account. Um, I wasn't able, I recorded some stuff and then I got to the theater and then I like forgot to record like everything else for the rest of the day. So, and let's, how long what time did you show up at the theater and what time did the screening start i showed up to the theater at 12 30 and what time did the screening start seven so if that doesn't show you dedication people yeah i was easily the first person in line how like when was what time did the next person show up like two Hey, you were you're just holding down the fort. Yeah. The movie theater employees. Yeah, I was. It was, uh, I don't know, it was cool, though. I met some like-minded people with a lot of Star Wars, which was nice. Really? Yeah. I mean, I was hearing, like, throughout the line, like, everybody just talk as I was eavesdropping in. But I was just, I met one guy, he, uh. He said the Bad Batch was his favorite Star Wars project. From that Disney. is based. That is. I was like, dang, same. Not really. Like, but... I mean, it's not a bad. It is. It's, it's definitely not a bad opinion to have. It's, the thing is, like, all opinion. You can't really judge someone's opinion, but like, I'm. That I think that's a very cool unique take because I love you Bad argue, Batch, yeah. Dude, Bad Batch is awesome. Oh yeah. I I met I met a lot of people that loved Andor too, so Hell yeah. But, um what about okay. Cause you and I currently well we love like half of the last Jedi. There's the other half of the last Jedi I just don't really love. Um yeah, one of the guys I talked to, he really liked the last, or he liked 
everything but the Canto Bites stuff on The Last Jedi. And he said everything from Snoke's throne room on is really good Star Wars content. I He's not like, yeah, you're right. It is. Outside of the kiss, that's something I can't really defend. Rose yeah. kissing Finn, that was weird. That was really uncomfortable. It is. Um, well, that's that's awesome. Um, what, what were some of the costumes that you saw? Because I I was I was on the phone with you at one point yesterday, and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to get some water right now. I'm going to have to hang up." And then here you go, dude. I love your costumes. What were some of the costumes that you saw? Because I was on the phone with you. You're going to get water, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I really like. I got here early, but the employees just let me hang out." And then I hear you go. I love your costumes. And then you had to hang up and I was like, well, I want to know what these people were wearing. Yeah, it was, um, it was a father and a daughter. Uh, she was like eight years old. He was dressed up as Anakin. She was dressed up as Ahsoka. Oh my God, dude, dude, you're going to make me cry. I love that. Yeah, it was super cool to see that. And there was a lot of moms dressed up as Hera. Oh, so, I love that. And then maybe, a lot of just Anakin. Up, I don't know if it's maybe an up early, but God, that makes me want to cry, man. That's awesome. It was it was really cool to see that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's super. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've seen stuff that Lucasfilm was posted from uh, the LA fan premiere. And I mean, obviously they balled out with that one. <laughs> Yeah, LA gets all the love. Yeah, it does. I mean, that would be the one to be at if you're at any of them. Yeah, that would be. I mean... Just going to one in general, though, is it, it was worth it just to be there. Because, I mean, this episode being on the big screen, it felt very cinematic. And the whole series does, but being able to see it on a theater screen... I was just sitting back and just thinking, wow, this is nuts right now. Yeah, I was like, I was watching the episode last night and I was like, dang, like this would be cool to see on the big screen. Mm -hmm. It was super, super cool to have it. Yeah. Yeah. um, So let's dive into the episode. Um, Shadow Warrior. That's a sick title. I know. When I saw the Shadow Warrior title, I'm like, <laughs> this is sick. I don't, so, like, I didn't, okay, I, that was must have been something I just, like, wasn't really thinking about during the episode. Who is the Shadow Warrior? No idea. Like, Couldn't tell you. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I slept for, like, four and a half hours, so... I haven't thought about it that much. Um, It wouldn't make a ton of sense for me to say Ahsoka. And I don't think it would be Anakin either. So, But I feel like it has to be one of those two because it talks about being a warrior. So... I don't know. I'm going to have to think a lot more on that one because it's not as apparent as like fallen Jedi where you're like, Oh, there's like a few fallen Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's the most 
mystic one to me. I feel like it would relate to Ahsoka where, I mean, it's picking up right at where the episode, um, where last week left off. I mean, we get some cool stuff with Hera and everything, but I'll get, we want to loop back with that. Uh, it picks back up with Ahsoka and Anakin in the world between worlds. Yeah. And that was, so I think all of us were wrong with the lightsaber hilt. Um, yeah. Cause as soon as he walked forward, I'm like, Oh, that's a Skywalker saber. Never mind. Guess it's not Vader's saber. Yeah. It was definitely like a lighting thing when I saw it. He walked forward and I said to myself, I was like, damn, that is a lot more silver than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he walked forward and like, okay. The stuff with Hera in this episode, it was, it was fine. It was good. Um, it was a lot more about Jason establishing Jason Sandula as I like, Hey, Hey, this kid has the force. Um, but like the real stuff, it you know happens in the world between worlds, obviously. And I we talked about this last night for a little bit because um, I had a brief little phone call with you about it, and um, I think if we both well we were talking about this the the way they handled Anakin and the world between worlds was done very well because like you didn't really explain you didn't there are times when people are like I need this explained and it's like no you really don't because like nobody really knows what it is mm-hmm. like nobody really truly knows what the world between worlds is everybody has kind of like conjecture it's like oh it's time travel it's this that and the other it's like well it's clearly not time travel because they go back in time a few go back in time but like they're not really back in time it's just like reliving ahsoka's experiences yeah it's the memory it's it's a memory of hers but then also anakin's as well from a different point like i mean it's one point of view but different interpretations of what happened yes and i also like how we don't even really like if this was like this isn't re- this clearly isn't like Anakin who like found the world between worlds and then saved Ahsoka. This is more so like the spirit of Anakin Skywalker as a whole because spoiler alert he does have dark side moments. Well, we can mm-hmm. get into that a little bit later, but I really like the beginning of how I set up and he she's like like where how did i get here or something like that and he's like yeah you lost the fight so, yeah are they like so are they implying did she technically die during that fight when she fell into the water i think she did i think she did cuz like i think this is where you and i stand vindicated and i'm sure other people have said this as well a million um, other people apparently a million other people have said this as well but we totally cashed in on that Ahsoka the gray to Ahsoka the white transition in this episode. Um, I'd depend that to our profile. Yeah, because I, like 
Listen, we we have been saying this for <laughs> at least two years now. Ego's I show. can't remember a time when we were wrong. As we openly as we that we were wrong. <laughs> as we have been wrong on a weekly basis. However, I can't sit here and remember a time when we were wrong. I can't sit here and remember the last time that we've theorized about something that was right and we're wrong about it. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to go with it. You don't need to know what it means. We we made a theory about something that ended up being right, so how could we be wrong about it? Exactly. How could I be wrong about anything? I got one thing right. Exactly. So we've never once had an incorrect fan theory with Star Wars. So no, never. Sing- not a singular time. As our second episode was, is Merrick this character? Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Um, everybody got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we uh, had to be fair though. We had three or four floating theories about who he could be. So we'll take a quarter of the uh, credit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's fine. Whatever. Who cares? Anyways, um, yeah, no. When it picks up with, I mean, because the I don't really know if there's a ton of stuff that I'm going to talk with the. Newer public, at least at this point, I'll loop back with it at the end. But I want to talk about the meat and bones of the episode mm-hmm. because the reason that this came back to theaters was for seeing Anakin and Ahsoka, and essentially what he's doing is completing her training. And I like that that's the aspect of it where they keep making a point of it in the series prior to this that. Anakin never got to finish my training and she keeps saying this to everyone and you finally get that moment where they finally get to wrap up the training and he's teaching her the lesson about do you want to live or do you want to die in that sort of aspect but in a more metaphorical way and read between the lines as it's happening and unfolding during the uh, the episode um, he shows to her you don't have because like all like she talks about this in like okay whoever the the little girl they cast as young Ahsoka killed it like she killed it. I, I'm I, I might be wrong. I said this to you last night. I'm like ninety nine percent sure that the girl who played the young Ahsoka during the Clone Wars flashbacks was the same girl who played young Gamora in Infinity War. I might be wrong. The faces look similar. Um, uh, just two young girls wearing face paint playing aliens. You mean that I got? I got to be the same person. Yeah, I know. I mean, I could be completely wrong. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah, but like, I I really like this because we, we were t- um like we were kind of chatting about this beforehand. Um. It's when we talk about like Ahsoka, the character and like where she has come from. And she talks about this in the siege of Mandalore animated because spoiler alert, we see the siege of Mandalore in live action. Okay. You just made a face. Yeah. um, She's actually in infinity war. This is Ariana Greenblatt. She's in infinity war. Um, but she's also in, I don't know if you've heard, it's a super low budget movie 
Uh, not a ton of people follow it. Barbie. Wait, is she the daughter in Barbie? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> She's had quite a career. <laughs> Dude, this kid is like, this girl's going to be a mega star unless like she doesn't have like the Disney, you know, like all the Disney channel kids, like all eventually get derailed because of child fame and all. Mm-hmm. Man, I hope she like keeps it together because she's done a really good job in everything I've seen her in. Yeah, <laughs> she's been in some of the biggest franchises. She's that's she has been in tied with Zoe Saldana and like some of the biggest box office movies of all time, <laughs> dude. And she's probably not even like eighteen years old. She's sixteen. Yeah, I was like, she's sixteen years old, and she's been in Infinity War, the best Marvel movie of all time. Come at me in the comments. Um, Barbie, one of the greatest well, biggest... cinematic. <laughs> yeah, no, Mar- it's Warner Brothers' biggest movie ever. And then she's been in Star Wars. Holy crap, that kid is set she's, for life. She's had quite a career up to this point. That kid is set for life. I was well, I was gonna say when I was looking at her in her costume makeup i kept thinking to myself she looks super familiar but i don't know why yeah she's this orange person that i grew up watching an animated show well uh, that's the thing as well where i know people get upset when the animated characters don't look uh how they would look in live how they think they look in live action or like it doesn't blend well and whenever i see whenever i hear that i'm like it's the animation excuse me is always an interpretation of just what they what we think they would look like i mean dude tarkin wouldn't look anything like the way he would look from animation coming on over same with dooku dooku's got a straight vertical head and dooku's head is literally like two feet long in animation so um sorry i wanted to look that up i'm glad that we took that little detour though definitely worth um, it ariana greenblatt wow good for her shout out man like good for you kid um but yeah no anakin and ahsoka's training getting completed where he's saying you either live or you die um and that when he kept saying that that's when i kept thinking oh she must have died during her fight against balin dude she's fighting this is like Gandalf fighting the Balrog at one point later, but not, I mean, like, not really, but because Gandalf doesn't just get to like be at peace and go away from Balrog, but yeah, the Balrog isn't like, yes, you learned the lesson, I will stop yeah. fighting you. <laughs> yeah, no, um, well, that's even like the main point of the lesson. It's like, because, like, as Ahsoka says, as she's growing up, she's like. Like, we're told to be keepers of the peace, but all I've ever been is a soldier. She's like, what am I ever going to teach my Padawan to be a soldier? Like, this is all I have. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're, you are everything that I am. She's like, yeah, but, like, you're more than this. Yeah, he talks about how um, she is what her master is, and he is what his master is, and his master's master. And, like, that whole lineage where it's like, Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan to Anakin, Anakin to Ahsoka. 
And then you can that's even a- go Ahsoka to Sabine now at this point. Dude, that's a fire lineage to be a part of. It is. And, and you have Count Dooku above that say, and then Yoda above Yoda. that. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was just going to start doing that as well. I forgot. Um, That's like the lineage of lineages. It is. Um, I I really liked it. And I know, so you get the, I, of course, there is going to be a fight scene with Anakin. And I the fight, the fighting with Anakin and Ahsoka on the bridge between a world between worlds, choreography was great it was super super clean and well well thought out when they did it like the stunts and everything anakin's swordsmanship was top notch i really felt like he and ahsoka there was a gap between the two of them well it even looked like like hayden christensen hadn't missed a beat since revenge of the sith when he's just because there's a moment where he's spinning his lightsaber behind his back and i'm like that is Return of the um, yeah, Revenge of the Sith right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I also liked then because again the the ambiguity and the mystery behind the world between worlds doesn't get answered at all, and I love that. I like that the way that they go into the Clone Wars though. The flashback is him cutting out the floor beneath her. And she falls through to it. When that happened, I was like, oh, I am I actually think that's way more creative than them like walking to a portal where you can see it in where Ezra did it in Rebels. I think that makes and that's why like when we talk about being the force being mystical, I like that because it makes the world between worlds a lot more mystical and not like a not like a MacGuffin or a, oh, what am I thinking here? It's not like a train station for all of these points where people are like, oh, you can time travel to all these different spots in the world, like in all of the galaxy and time and space. It's like it's really in your own head. Um, you don't have control. Yeah. Are you trying to say like you don't have control to like which events you're going to see? It's they, they're, it's just an overwhelming amount of them happening all at once where you don't have the po- like control just to. I'm going to pick and choose where I want to go. It's more so just where you're at at that point in time. Yeah. Cause David said, I read this, I think it was galactic transmission shout out. Um, I saw a post and it was like Dave and like a behind the scenes rebel season four talking about it. It's like, it's like what you, maybe it was, maybe I'm having a Mandela effect, but it's like, it's like what you bring in to the world between worlds. It's kind of like the cave. It's like, what do you like? What are you bringing in? What is the force? Maybe I heard this on another podcast. I can't remember, man. Um, it was. It's like, what are you bringing in to the world between worlds? And that is how. That's what you're gonna see. It's kind of like the cave in the Empire Strikes Back, where it's like Luke brought in his weapons, this, that, and the other, and then he sees Vader, and then he has to fight. Mm-hmm. And like Ahsoka is bringing in all of this like emotional baggage from like growing up and being a child soldier, pretty much um and her master falling to the dark side and she has to live with all that guilt this that and the other yeah i I mean i you said ahsoka being a child i love the fact that again they sold that that she's a child 
with the yeah. acting with the uh, with the actress for her um i because people forget that when the clone war starts she's like 12 or 13 years old and in siege of mandalore she's 17 yeah she's 16 17 she is not that old so when i'm watching the siege of mandalore and i'm watching her on the back of the lat gunship i'm like this is a teenager dude i i it's a fictional world i know but i'm sitting there watching her on the back of the lat gunship like this is a teenager doing all of this insane stuff that elzar man couldn't do all i'm saying out of this generation teenagers these days back in my day teenagers were fighting fighting in the clone wars and jumping <laughs> off of gunships on the stands and now all your generation today wants to do is sit on tiktok exactly that's that's really that's that's just all the boomers from the clone wars in this day and age sabine's <laughs> like oh no i can't be a jedi and then they're like oh back in soka's like back in my day i was jumping off of gunships and nobody wants to put in the work to be a jedi no nobody wants just buy a house. What are you talking about? I bought mine for the price of a VCR. Oh, good God. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be able to afford one in 200 years. Uh, so when they get to the first Clone Wars flashback, first off, seeing the phase one clone troopers running at you and the, the fact that it was actual actors, it it looked like actual actors. Like everything looked practical on that set. Whereas you honestly, even during the prequels, it's hard to tell all the clones are CGI, but they're done very well in the prequels. But with this, like I, I could feel just the practical and being on set and the costumes. And I was like, this is, this is it. This is a hundred percent it. Yeah, no, it was, that was done very well. Um, and I think we should address this right now because I initially was like, eh, I don't know if I like this, but then the more we talked about it, the more I was like, Oh, I can, I understand why it was like, um, the kind of like the fog. In, yeah. Like, on the set. Cause like on the first planet, you think they were on Teth from the clone wars movie. And I think they're on Ryloth because I saw some Twi'leks. I'm like, I'm going to say we're on Ryloth right now. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to tell. I think I don't think the location is over like that important to the no. story. But I mean, to fans like you and I, we just want to sit there and see which Clone Wars campaign are they reliving right now? Um, Dude, I thought we were going to go to Umbara. No, she wasn't there. I guess she wasn't there. They were going to do a world between worlds just following Rex. We'll but no, before, yeah, before we get down there. Um, yeah, no, I thought they were on Teth and you thought they were on Ryloth. Yeah, but I mean, the backdrop of it, it looked because it was that pinkish haze in the background for it. Um and I got the vibes from the Clone Wars movie when they were on the ATTs on the back, crawling up the wall. I'm gonna be honest; I didn't even see it. I didn't even see a Twi'lek. Oh, I saw. I saw. Twi'lek. Is that? Oh, is that when they were talking to Anakin? 
and Rex. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's what I thought too. It's like hazy in the background and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cheap. Like I want to see like the planet, this, that, and the other. And then you were like, yeah, but it's like her memory. And I'm like, oh, because as you say, you say this, I'm not going to repeat what you told me. You just say it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, one person that I saw it with and I've seen online now a couple times, it's a lot of people don't like the Clone Wars flashbacks because of the fog and the haze that's around it. And there's two things with it. The first thing is that th- this is a memory of Ahsoka and anytime you try to remember something, it's not going to be clear and vivid. Nobody's going to remember exact something exactly the way that it happened. 100%. Um, but you it's also it's also called the fog of war. Well, yeah. So three things technically. Um, yeah. The fog of war, because at this point in time, the Jedi are straight up warriors. Anakin has even said that he says that he's training Ahsoka to be, a warrior a soldier mm-hmm. and that's just not what the jedi are supposed to be at all but then also thirdly i don't remember where i was going to go with it oh um it's it's foggy and everything but it's also because like there's two different perspectives kind of or two interpretations of it where anakin is he's trying to like show sort of what's wrong about it in a very cryptic way, but he's trying to say like, he remembers it being like a great battle and a a big, great fight. And he's like looking forward to onward and Ahsoka is more so looking at the casualties and how this fight is impacting everybody else around them. So it's two different perspectives on it where somebody's lusting for war and lusting for combat, whereas she's taking in the moment and looking to see what's actually happening. Yeah, because he's like joking at one point, and she's like, "This is real." Mm-hmm. So, is my just, mic too far away from my face? Sorry, real quick. I don't know. I mean, it could always be closer. It could always just be inside it. your mouth. <laughs> I just didn't want to hold it right now. I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> you should just lay down on your stomach and put the microphone in front of you there. Where your legs oh, are sounds... kicked up behind you. Yeah, I'm kicking my feet behind me. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I, I... But the main thing with it is that the reason that there's that fog and that haze behind them in both the settings on Teth slash Ryloth and on Mandalore is because nobody can remember this clearly and vividly. This was also something that happened over 20 years ago canonically in the timeline so like are you really expecting her to remember this perfectly the way it happened no of course not yeah she'll remember fragments of what happened but she's not gonna oh this is this that didn't actually happen so i i i see it more so for what they're trying to do with it I could also see people maybe just saying that they didn't have the budget to like make the whole set behind them as well. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, whatever I will say though, is um, it's not a minor detail, but it is something that if you know the clone wars 
you know there's a difference when she's at her first flashback she's with her green sabers we cut to mandalore and she's with her blue sabers i was like yes this is this is so sick that's what we that's what i want to see yeah and it's it's cool in the sense where like, well, also in this little Ryloth Teth, whichever first scene, you very young Ahsoka flashback. Um, you see that when Anakin's like teaching her, it's like she, she's like, we have to like care for these people. We have there's a battle forward. Like we have to go. Like if you stay here, you'll die. We have to move forward to, and fight to live. And then you see like the flash to Vader. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, I'm like. Yep, Will was right. Yep, they did it. Yeah. We'll come back with that as well, because I want to talk about Anakin's character in the world between worlds. Um, in the in the Teth Ryloth scene, that's just what we're going to call it, Teth Ryloth. Tyloth or whatever. Um, we can just call it when Ahsoka has her green sabers. Yeah, that too. Um, again, a little fan service moment for us, but Anakin's talking with I now that I'm recollecting it, the Twi'lek and Captain Rex. Um, everyone in my theater went nuts when they saw Rex, dude. I went not when I saw because, like, I was watching it and I was like, This, I was watching the screen, and then it did. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Um. I'm bummed that they clearly weren't able to use Tamar Morrison as an actor there on set for it. But the fact that they're able to use his voice and for him to record lines for it. Yeah. I love it. No, I was, I was really happy with that. He, he, I'm just saying, dude must've been hanging out in the Polynesia spa. Just, he must've missed the phone call or something. He's like, Oh, Oh, I have to record the line now. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I I think that that might be the only time that we see live action Captain Rex. But you know what? For the two scenes that we had with it, where it's him talking to Anakin, and then it's him on the Siege of Mandalore, and he's uh, commending Ahsoka for her work, and he's like, "We'll have this done in no time." I was like, and they they make the Phase Two helmet for literally thirty seconds. Yeah, like, dude, and they I love this. Of, well, because when they transitioned to the next one, or the Siege of Mandalore, I was watching and it was foggy. I'm like, okay, I'm like, oh, she looks older. And then I saw the 332nd Company helmet run by, and I'm like, what? I know. They did that, and I was, I was shocked. Because I didn't think we would ever go back to the Siege of Mandalore, to be honest. Now you thought Dave's just fine. We, I still think. That we're, might, we might have an Order 66 flashback with Balin. So Dave's going to hit us with the double whammy. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen this episode, but I'm glad it didn't. Like, this episode was very Ahsoka-centric. And this is what I, I, I've been saying this since the series started, is that I'm waiting for Ahsoka to get her moment and her character development. Because I know it's going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. And this episode has finally done that, where she... She's already a developed character from the Clone Wars and the bits and pieces she's in in Rebels. But this is the episode where it pushes her and it does more to her character that I'm like, 
this is exactly why I love the Ahsoka Tano character. Yeah. Um, no, like this finally, like where you're watching the Ahsoka show and I'm like, ah, yes, the Ahsoka show. Like I'm yeah. watching the Ahsoka show, not Rebel season I, five, which I haven't been having an issue with. Um, no, because even if it is Rebel season five, it would be the best season of Rebels. Yeah, no, I mean, we're just finally giving Ahsoka her flowers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, I don't know where I was going to go with that now. Gosh, it is tough recording at six in the morning. Yeah. I, had an, I had an idea to go based off of what you said, but I completely uh, forgot. Well, I, I, have, I have another launching pad. Um, I really liked when Anakin shows up in the Siege of Mandalore. Lexner's like, oh, this is a great battle. I don't remember this one. And she's just like, you weren't here. Yeah, I, I like I like the comment that he gives to her for that. It's like this was a great battle. It's it was kind of like Thor. What do, what do you what? We didn't even talk about his General Skywalker outfit. Yeah, dude, Hayden looked really good in that. He did. I will say the one thing that as I'm rethinking about it, that kind of bummed me out was his shoulder guards were smaller than I thought they would be. Yeah, they weren't really accentuating his jacked figurine. No, but I mean, again, I'm gonna have to rewatch the episode again. Yeah, but I, that's the one thing I I love the fact that we got to see him in that. I this is the part where being a fan of Star Wars for so long, it makes me so happy that we're finally getting the cartoon, the Clone Wars, finally make its way into live action. Like when that yeah. show was coming out, when that movie came out. People I feel like there were that. Yeah, and I feel like there was also a point where people are saying there's no way this stuff would ever make it into live action. It's only going to stay in animation. And the fact that it's finally made its way into an, into live action, I'm like oh, being a fan of this stuff for 15 plus years of just the Clone Wars for 15 plus years. I'm like, oh, man, this feels so it does. It just feels so like well worth it as a fan even though it's even though it's a minor thing it's just so cool i'm gonna be honest i thought that we were gonna see obi-wan too and i thought we were too i thought he was gonna come running up behind anakin as well in the flashback um i would have missed opportunity i know it's a bummer but it's ahsoka was his apprentice so yeah no i think if you that like to be fair throwing any cameos outside of rex in would have i feel like would have just been fan service because the true nature of this was really like this is anakin and ahsoka completing her training no they could have i'm i can't believe that they didn't put in echo jesse fives top hard case the boys of the 501st shout out i can't believe that i can't believe they didn't put in domino squad dude five oh like I would like I'd trade all the money in the world if I could transport just for one day and be a part of the 501st with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> um so going back to the Siege of Andalore flashback, um I don't know if you had the same thought as me. I get we'll do some light stuff before we actually dig into the meat and bones of that, but did you kind of get like a little excited when you saw the lat gunship flying over 
in Mandalore. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, I love I love hearing the sound of those ships fly. Oh, there's it's the coolest sound in Star Wars outside of the seismic chart. I think the lat gun ship this is gonna be a hot take. I think the lat gun ship's a cooler sound than the seismic charge. Because yeah, like it's an explosion, it sounds cool, but like that's like when you hear that, that's essentially like the helicopter blades like whoop, 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 whoop. like you know like when people hear helicopters mm-hmm. and you're like oh that's cool but like the lat gunship is the helicopter of star that, wars it is yeah i uh i would i would love to see a full behind the scenes documentary dedicated just to creating the sounds of star wars i know that there's a book about it and that book is super interesting do you remember seeing that at Barnes and Noble when we were kids? Dude, you bought it for me. We have it in the house. Do we? Oh, yeah, we it's do. in my room. It's really bought, interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. We bought you so many different Star Wars books. Yeah, man. You should go read it. It's up in my room. I'll take a look at some point today. Uh I I love just I would love to see how they create like those sound effects so and how they go about Oh, this is what this should sound like, the lat gunship or the seismic charge. Yeah, well, I know like Chewbacca's a mix of like three different animals. The blasters is just like um Ben Burt was just hitting his wedding ring on cables on like you know, for like uh like the big towers, like the big like iron cables on them. Mm-hmm. Like that attach it to the ground and like keep it stable. He just would hit his ring on that. And that's oh. how he got blaster noises. Dang. Yeah. Um, I remember reading as well for when Luke was like complaining about the Tashi station, they would put fingernails on a chalkboard and just scratch their fingers. <laughs> uh, so with the Siege of Mandalore, I mean, that's the conclusion of Ahsoka's character arc in the Clone Wars. That's like, I would say that's like effectively, she's kind of had three character arcs. She's had the Republic, the Empire, and now post-Empire, New Republic. Mm -hmm. She's had like three separate character arcs. And this being like, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you go. No, I think we're starting the third arc. She is now Ahsoka the White. Yes, she is. Um, But I think this arc uh, ending effectively, like in the Siege of Mandalore, where she understands like the Jedi are not supposed to be, they're supposed to be keepers of the peace, not soldiers. She literally says that probably 10 minutes later in the siege of Mandalore aboard the Venator with Rex. So speaking of Venators, they just released the, they're releasing the Lego set for that. And I've seen people go nuts over it. I might have to just, you know, pull a loan out of the bank. The thing with Legos is, I mean, the bad thing with you and I is, I mean, I don't know how many more times you'll end up uh, moving, but with myself, like, I don't want to buy Legos and then end up moving. And it's like, well, I cannot easily just move this thing. Like, this yeah. would be a whole task to get this out. Well, that we met dad's friend, <clears throat> friend of the podcast, Eric, and he showed us his Lego collection. That's sweet. But in my head, I'm like, I don't know how I would ever move this places. Yeah. We could say his nickname here. It's so broad and vague. Eric from the bike shop. Yeah, well, just, yeah, Eric from the bike shop. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's how that's how we know him. We just say Eric from the bike shop. 
Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, because like we have heard, sorry, Eric, if you're listening, shout out, you're awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess like our whole life, dad has always just said, yeah, Eric from the bike shop. Yeah, like I don't even know if I remember. I probably do if you said it, but I don't know. I don't. I couldn't tell you his last name right now. It's no. just the bike shop. I, mean, I know his last name. I'm not going to say it out loud just for his own privacy. Yeah, um, I, I, I can't because I can't remember it. I, it's just the bike shop is his last name to me right now. <laughs> it's from is his middle name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like moving Legos seems like a pain. Um, it does. However, it's still a Venator class Star Destroyer. It's not a Star Destroyer. It's just a Venator class ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but so with this, with the seat, oh, sorry. No, we already talked about this. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. I was going to talk about Rex again. But we get to see Rex again in phase two clone trooper armor. <laughs> and the, the, like the meme of like live action Rex isn't really can't hurt you. It's like live action Rex. It's like the meme of like what live action Rex would look like. It's a little scary, but let's like mm-hmm. computer generated. Um, I think that they would have made it look a little cleaner if they ended up doing that. Yeah, I don't think we're going to. Yeah, I, it bums me out. We're not going to see him in this. At least this series, maybe he'll show up in the movie. God, I I, I love Rex. Yeah, you never know. Um, yeah, also with that, I just like that. Uh, like just seeing the two holsters on his side. With the DC seventeens, I'm like, oh, oh I love that. Man. Man. I wish we, I wish we got to hear them fire. I mean, remember when? Um, <laughs> it was hilarious because I think it was when. I know when it takes place now. What? The I know when this that scene takes place in the Siege of Mandalore. It's before when the camera shot cuts to Rex. So this is this all happens before. And the camera shot cuts to Rex when he's shooting his blasters like at the camera and the ATT is behind him. I don't know if you remember that, but our editor will put up the picture of it when it happens. Um, that editor is really doing the Lord's work. But I don't know if you remember that, but I, I, I remember where it is. I'm sure you don't. It's before then, obviously, when Ahsoka goes into the throne room. I'm sure you don't. Well, no, 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 I know, but it's tough. Listen, man, I just remember, I remember the shot from the trailer and in the, I don't know why I'm reliving the Siege of Mandalore now. Well, I know why, because Dave made me, but you're having flashbacks, man. I am. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, the whole meat and bones of like these flashbacks is that the Jedi are supposed to be keepers of the peace, not soldiers. And that's how Anakin had trained Ahsoka. And while he's not openly admitting to his, uh, failure in that he's trying to have a read between the lines and understand like this is what you should this is what we shouldn't have been in a sense yeah because they come back out of the world between worlds and he is full-on vader mode they use his red saber they do but it's the skywalker saber and it's red and he has yellow eyes and like this is like sith like if anakin skywalker had beat obi-wan kenobi this is what he would have looked like, and boy, was it scary. I like that they did that, too. It, it, just for wondering, oh, what would have happened if when Anakin jumped over Obi-Wan and he won that fight? 
well, he would still be the same that he was. And I like that they keep him in because he's in his physical prime. Obviously, not when he's in his Vader suit. He's more raw and brutal in his Vader form, but he's in his prime when he's like Anakin Skywalker, not in a mechanical suit that is purposely made uncomfortable for him. Yeah. No, it was, it was very cool. And like they're fighting and they're fighting and they're fighting. And then Ahsoka beats him. She takes his saber. She's like, I choose to live. And she just turns the saber off. It's like, this is the Jedi way. And then he sits there and he's like, there's hope for you yet. He's gone. I love it. It's mystical. Yeah. That you don't need an explanation for everything. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. It the way that they answered it and the way that they kept it ambiguous. It's they did it in such a neat way. Also, just to like round out the world between worlds, the water coming up then, like, and it covers her, and she ends up back in the ocean. Then I, I was like, this is very, very well done. Classy. Um, that theme is like rebirth, like ocean, water, and like a lot of like in film and media and stuff. Like that's like the theme of like rebirth. Like it's the symbolism and the motif. She was rebirthed. She died as Ahsoka the Gray and she's reborn as Ahsoka the White. I'm going to say this over and over again because we called this last week, but apparently we're like one of only a million people to say it. So <laughs> that's true. We are. Um, so Anakin's character arc in the world between worlds, it's he's his complete character. Like he is his complete character from starting from the Clone Wars to when he started training Ahsoka all the way to his complete character in Return of the Jedi when he effectively dies. Like that is the entire Anakin character in the world between worlds. He is doing everything that which was strong, strong suits that the Jedi were supposed to be. And he shows then the pitfalls and the mistakes that they made along the way and what basically cost them the war because the Jedi were fighting a war and they were not trying to keep peace and not solve it through diplomacy. And he fell to the dark side, this, that, and the other. I've said this, that, and the other so many times this episode. Sorry, it's early. Um, yeah, but like you see his flaws and like you see like General Skywalker was awesome and everybody everybody knew Anakin Skywalker. But like he was a warm he was kind of a warmonger. He wanted to fight. He wanted to like he's what? He's in his early twenties. Anakin was like in the Clone Wars, he's like nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Yeah, they Hayden clearly was not that though. Nah, <laughs> Hayden was old. Yeah, whatever. Hey, I know, I know. But you know what? That man looks great. If I look like him when I'm his age, I'll be a happy man. He um, gets an exception. Yeah, man. Hayden always gets an exception. I don't know how anybody could hate that guy. Like, I truly don't. Like, this man has zero haters. Yeah, you can tell that he likes playing Anakin. Man, and like, t- I want you to clip this out. I mean, our editor. If our editor could clip this out, it would be fantastic. <laughs> Okay. We have actors who love playing their characters. Use them. Like did, like it's not fan service building stuff around them like oh like you're just making this just so like fans are happy. No, you can make great like content with Obi-Wan Kenobi. You can make great content with Anakin Skywalker. You can make great content with Rey Skywalker. 
you don't need to like, well, we can't touch this because people didn't like it at once. It's like, yeah, think through your stories. Think about what you're putting out there. Quality over quantity, which I think is what we're trending towards now with this whole like with all the strikes going on and like how Disney is just losing money on all of their properties because they're just pumping out series after series after series and they're not actually like vetting them like is this like a quality series that we need to be putting out right now like you have Tamara Morrison I'm sorry like I know we're happy we got to hear Rex's voice but listen man I was really hoping we would have seen him but Book of Boba Fett season 2 yeah I mean they, they could definitely do it in a different fashion that season 1 was done where I think it's more widely liked by fans, but um, rant over. I just like, I want to see Hayden. You can, there's so much you can do with that. Like, I mean, he can, he can come back as a force ghost still. Not even that. Like you could make like, they do like tales of the Jedi in animation. You could do like, like Marvel did the special presentation with werewolf by night. Nobody has done anything like that since. I don't know why, because you could easily tell like a little short story of Anakin and Ahsoka and the Clone Wars or Anakin and Obi-Wan training when they're younger. Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi count do like there's so much like you. Yeah, it's easier in live action, like because you don't have to get all the people. You don't have to spend the money, but like, I don't know, man, you're Disney. You got a lot of money. I think you'll be all right. Pay your people, pay your actors, pay your writers. That's true. Uh, do you have anything left with Anakin's character? No, you hit it on the nail on the head. Like he went from the Clone Wars all the way through being Vader to him back to like, Anakin. Back to Anakin, and he's like, "Yeah, there's still hope for you." And then he just vanishes. He says, "Peace, I'm out." <laughs> um, I'll I'll talk about this now. Because I wanted to talk about it last week as well. I had to write it on my hand so I wouldn't forget. Um, you talk about Ray Skywalker. I don't know if when they were making the Rise of Skywalker, if they were aware on what they were doing, but Ray technically was at the World Between Worlds when she's saying to all the Jedi, "Be with me, be with me." And she starts hearing all the voices. The way that she goes up into the stars, that is the same way that Ezra has gone into the world between worlds from Rebels. It's the same exact... You can't tell me, oh, that's not it because the stars aren't aligned the same way that they would would have been in Star Wars Rebels. Like, okay, yeah. Who's looking for that? Well, and the thing is, like, the world between worlds is, like, your interpretation, like, your connection to the Force. Like, let's be honest, like... We love Ray Skywalker. She's a fantastic. I like. She's a good character. Come at us in the comments. Who cares? Yeah, we keep saying Ray Skywalker. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, come at us. But her interpretation of the Force is a lot less than Ahsoka Tano and other people who've like been classically trained. Like, yeah, she's been trained by Leia, but she hasn't had like that Yoda sit her down and be like the Force. Let, mm-hmm. let me tell you about the Force, kid. Yeah, like, nobody has like sat her down and been like, "This is the mysticism of the Force." I mean, Luke did, but it was only for like two days. Um, yeah, he was like a drunk uncle. Yeah. Um. But 
Yeah, you know, so I I I, I think that Ray was definitely at the world between worlds, though. Just because, I mean, you say people have different, they have a different level and capacity for understanding the Force, and they become a Jedi. And I mean, Ray is still, even though she went through her trilogy, you could still say that she's like still early on in it yet. So she, that's why she can't see the physical like manifestations of the past Jedi and she can only hear the voices of them. But I, I, I think she was there and you know, if you disagree with me, fight me on that one. Matt, we should probably stop saying fight. Like, like let's have a conversation in the comments. If you feel otherwise, tell us why you feel that way. Don't just be rude. We won't be rude back to you. Yeah. We wouldn't make great Jedi if we're saying fight me. Hey, listen, man, there's a reason my favorite character is Balin's skull right now. <laughs> um, but Let's yeah, so if, yeah, what oh. about her do you want to talk about? Um, How all um, government is bad? <laughs> well, I mean, in Star Wars, yeah, they basically just make the case of like every single government you see in Star Wars fails. At, they're just like, it's corrupt and... It's always failing, and the good guys are always at odds with it. Um, <clears throat> however, name drop. They're like Carson Teeth is like, yeah, Senator Organa says she can only cover for us for so long. So Leia's out here doing the Lord's work. She is. She's defending her to Mon Mothma. Yeah, I. It bums me out. I mean, like, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. But like, it bums me out that we can't see. I don't know how they would honestly I don't even know how they would do that because she's passed on now. I don't I don't know. I wouldn't be okay with them like digitally. Yeah, yeah. he did it, so Yeah, but that she was alive during that, right? She I don't care. They reused old or unused footage. Yeah, but they, they did that with the wishes of her estate. Like they they granted them permission to do that. Um, now that I'm saying this, I don't know how it would feel if she would have popped up, but like they had deep faked her, CGI'd her face. I'm gonna that's a conversation it. for a different day. Yeah, it's a conversation for another time. Um, regardless, it was cool to hear Leia is out here fighting for the rebels still because Leia rules. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially all the stuff, like, I'm going to be honest, every time, like, it flashed to stuff not in the world between worlds, I'm like, go back. Go back. I don't really, like, I care, but I don't really care. Um, yeah. We learn, we learn more about Jason. I mean, we know about Jason, but, like, the average fan who hasn't seen Rebels doesn't. I like that he was able to hear the lightsabers clashing with the waves. I was that like, was cool. this is, I like that this, this is his introduction to the Force. I actually, I'm, he is growing on me way more than since when i first saw him yeah no i'm it, like it's cool like the kids like i, I can know, buy man, him like, being a jedi i i can also buy this kid liking acting in star wars like i just like when you see that kid acting i'm like this kid is so happy to be here and so happy that he has this opportunity that like i'm a fan like if, shoot if i was in his shoes oh my god i wouldn't be able to keep it together listen he better be careful if he gets chop killed he's hiding behind chop when he hears the waves crashing i'm like oh, I swear man don't you get you the best f- character in star wars killed 
It's funny when like Hera's like, I gotta go like take off and fly away. I'm gonna leave my kid with this droid, but it's like, oh yeah, it's Chopper. Like Chopper, yeah. with, Chopper goes hard. Yeah, I feel bad for anyone that crosses him. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot of people would cross Chopper and survive. Um, no, this I love his name Chopper. It, literally, I loved the joke where Jason was saying to Hera, he's like, Chopper says you have to fly low. How low? Really low. <laughs> really low. I'm uh, sure that Chopper said. I mean, I tried I tried to pick out the dialogue that Dave said for that line, but in my head I was like, Chopper probably just said, just go into the water. <laughs> yeah. Like I always think Chopper's swearing too. Because <laughs> of the, the muffled stuff. I you can't tell me that at least like ten percent of the time he's not dropping cuss words. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, what the F are you talking about? Just F and listen to me. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, the thing is, like, there are people who have, like, written, like, I've seen edits where people write the dialogue that Dave read over. So, like, mm-hmm. did you move my stuff? They're like, hey, oh, I found it. Like, and then, like, as I'm reading the text, I'm like, and I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, I can hear him saying this. So, I every time the episode plays in Chopper as dialogue, it's a lot harder to pick it out in Rebels. In this, it's it's a lot clearer. On um, you can hear the voice dialogue for it. You yeah. just have to really listen to what he's saying. In Rebels, I can maybe get every fifth of word that comes out of him. <laughs> All I hear is like chup 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 chup. Yeah, it's oh just God, they call him Chopper. It's all just muffled noises, but. So if you have edits of uh, Chopper's real lines, uh, you, see, you can send them to our Instagram at LegionnairePod. Uh, but yeah, the episode ends then with I, you again, where we kind of figured out how it would happen that for them to get to the other galaxy, they have to ride the Purgles to get over there. That was a great yeah. scene. That was really cool. I mean, dude, it's, we talked. Again, I've never remembered a time when we were wrong, barring every week we're basically wrong about something. Um, the light side of the force, it's like the natural order of the world. Like instead of building this giant machine and like using power and industry, like we're going to use the natural world to get to where we need to go. We're going to use nature. That's what Ahsoka did. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. The score that plays behind it as it's building up for that. It's just so well done. Yeah. And the Purgles look great. Oh, yeah, dude. The Purgle, I, it's funny because I get points in the series. I'm like, this looks a little low budget. And then there are other points. I'm like, wow, they dumped all of the money into this. Yeah. Every space scene, it, it looks stellar. Yeah. Like, if there are points in the world between worlds, like during the scenes, I'm like, these costumes in this set. This is a, I don't know how I feel. And then like, I see scenes like this and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. But now Ahsoka and Hu Yang are off to this other galaxy, which that's probably where the next episode is going to pick up then. That's wild. Cause like now we are like in uncharted territory outside of like, we saw Thrawn in the trailers um we had an idea where this episode would go as well like a rough a rough idea we knew that something in the world between worlds was going to happen um 
they had the dialogue of Anakin in the trailer where he's saying in this war you'll face more than just droids and all that stuff. We're at the point now though where like the next episode hasn't been teased. So I, I don't know. I, I, I could try to make a prediction for what's going to happen next week and it wouldn't be anywhere close to what's actually going to happen. What are you talking about? Well, we're always right. Yeah, but um, I mean, we could like speculate on who's going to be in it because we were chatting about this. Um, you think Hera's still going to have more to do. I think we have seen the last of Hera and like the, I think we are going to spend the rest of the series exclusively in this new galaxy with everybody over there. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how what other aspects would keep them over there because we still have episodes six, seven, and eight. We got three more weeks left still, and it's flying by very quickly. Yeah, it bums me out. Yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like there's stuff with the New Republic that they could still do where I, it just depends on how the series ends, I guess. I couldn't make a guess because if if they end up coming back from that galaxy back to the original Star Wars galaxy, then I do think that there will still be stuff with Hera where the New Republic keeps saying, oh, no, we're not going to divert our forces and dilute them down to face this new threat. Because if they don't come back from that galaxy, then I could see them just completely foregoing that. But if they do, I could see them sticking around and spending some more time with the Harris characters and Tiva and all of that group. Yeah, no, I, because I think the only reason that they would pop up again, because like, well, they even said this in like, like, do you have any, uh, or like Mon Mothma says, do you have any evidence of Imperial remnant activity? Do you have any um, evidence of Thrawn's return? She's like, no, I don't. She's like, well, I I can't help you. Like, you got to come back to Coruscant. So unless they like, they come back, I don't like, cause like, I, I feel like at least like when like the purgle was taken off and Hera's like, Hey, good luck. Go get them tiger. Um, I think she, I think like they're like, like, I think like what that felt like to me, was like this story, this, like this plot line in this story has closed. And now we have, because we didn't even talk like the bad guys didn't even show up in this episode. So there's a lot more going on there. Um, yeah, there's still a lot more Balin, Shin, Thrawn. Yeah. Left to be said. We still have Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. I don't know what that kid's deal is. Yeah. He's been chilling in that other galaxy either as Thrawn's prisoner or his roommate. <laughs> I hope he hasn't turned bad. I mean, like, I heard Christian Harloff talking about this as well, and I agree. It's like, in Rebels, like, the whole point of Rebels is to show, like, yes, Ezra could have turned bad at a few different points, but he didn't. It's like, why, like, I feel like you'd just be retreading old ground because, like, Ezra sacrifices himself at the end of Rebels to, like, save everybody because he's a good guy. Like, I don't, like, what would happen to this guy where all of a sudden he decides to be a bad guy now? Not sure, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe maybe Ezra just opened a diner. He's like, 
now has a mustache and he's mined on the moons of in the of Rishi. So now he need renamed himself Dexter. I uh I the I want to go back to that New Republic thing with hair real quick. I will say I would be shocked again if they didn't go back to them at all, just because we haven't seen Zeb or Callus. I like I would I be know. amazed if we didn't see them and that they used characters like Carson Tiva over Zeb. There's gotta be a reason for the way like like these are all Dave's characters. We're in Dave's sandbox. There's a reason he's not showing us these parts of it, and I, I want to know why. When's but the Ahsoka Zeb... behind? When's the gallery for Ahsoka coming out? Not for another like six to eight months. They Dang. just came out with the Mando season three one. Oh, they did. Well, well, that was like at the end of like August. Yeah, I have not seen that one. And that series ended back in March or whatever. Yeah, that was a while. Or maybe ago. April. I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, Zeb is already chilling in the outer rim as a fighter of the New Republic. So, Seatos is in the outer rim. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But what I do know is next week is going to be awesome. Star Wars is awesome. I know some people didn't like this episode. It bums me out, but hey. Oh, I will not let their opinions influence mine. No. If you like uh, the episode, let us know. And if you didn't, let us know. Let why. us know respectfully. And then we can have a conversation about it. If you're mean, you can catch these hands, homie. What I do know is that we'll be back next week with some more star wars content coverage um sidebar i was writing movies for because it's going to be another end of year stretch where we review just a ton of movies that we weren't able to throughout the year yeah i've got a list of a couple things if you want to hear it sure why not I have the A24 film past lives because I keep hearing a ton of great things about that. Okay. I've never, I, I, I've probably recognized it if I saw it. I don't, doesn't ring a bell right now. Uh, TMNT. Yep. Got to see that. Maybe Blue Beetle. This is all stuff end of year. Yeah, maybe. Dumb Money. Yeah, I want to see Dumb Money as well. That looks interesting. I don't know when I, I premiered at uh, the Till Festival, but Pool Man. What's Pool Man? That's the Chris Pine film. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. I don't know when that's coming out, but uh, I want to see that. It was at a film festival the other day. Uh, speaking of Chris Pine, though, Dungeons and Dragons. I keep hearing great things about that. Yeah. Sure. And then, and then Creed three. Man, I saw Creed three like months ago. Yeah, I still have to watch it. But I don't know. Those are some things that I was thinking about when we get to our end of year stretch. Because I Did was trying. Oh, sorry. What? You see what I sent you? Which I what movie I want to review with you? I did Mask of the Phantasm. 
yeah, it was released on digital or physical media. I kind of want to have a, like a little physical media collection. Um, you know, cause like in case like your Wi-Fi is ever out and you want to watch a movie and you don't have any movies because we're all dependent on the internet. I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm glad that they re-released it in 4k cause 1080 wasn't good enough. No, it's it's wild. It's so wild, like what we release stuff in these days. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of people that'll buy it too. So, yeah. Um, Anywho, yeah, I was doing a rough end of year. I, I gotta sit and think if Ahsoka is my favorite show of the year. Oh, dude, Bando season three. <sighs> I uh, here's the thing is I bad batch technically counts as this year too. Shoot, I know. <laughs> I have some really good series. I, I dude, others uh, because then dude, there's some great anime shows going on right now. Shibuya in Jujutsu Kaisen right now is like, I'm telling you, this is some peak, some peaks. Oh, it's so good. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess uh, that's just this is all stuff you'll find out at the end of the year what our rankings are. We have to wait for these series to get completed. But God, it's going to be tough to think about Ahsoka versus Bad Batch. I don't know. That's going to be very tough because on one hand, I'm dealing with the clones. On the other hand, I'm dealing with Jedi and Star Wars lore. I think it all depends on how these next three episodes play out. I think as well if the series ends, if the Ahsoka series ends open-ended, I might say Bad Batch is better. Well, the Bad Batch ended open-ended. Yeah, but I give more defense to that because I want to see a third season of that. I would rather the Ahsoka. I don't like it when these live-action shows. The biggest issue is that like some of them don't know their lifetime. They don't know True. their lifespan. True. And I think Mando season three fell, fell victim to that because it didn't know really what its purpose was supposed to be for an entire eight episode season. Mando season three was kind of like Book of Boba Fett. It was like, I felt like I was in a train station. Like we were on this train of the story, but now this is our intermediary period where we are waiting to get on the next train. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm really going to have to think about it. Star Wars is definitely going to be in. Take two top. of my top five TV show spots this year. Yeah. I don't even know what other TV shows I've watched. Oh, Winning Time? Dude. Last of Us as well. Dude, yeah. HBO. Man. I mean, it's max now, but I'm still going to call it HBO. Man, Winning Time? I know people are like, I don't like the the dramatization. Listen, man. If I can't That's get... Me. <laughs> Listen, okay. I'm talking to you then. Even though... Like, it's not like a real documentary. It's a lot of fun to watch. I, I bet, yeah. The intimate scenes with Magic Johnson and other women. I'm like, this is, I don't, I'm not tuning in for this, man. Like, I don't want to, I don't, this is weird. I just want to yeah. watch, like, the basketball drama. I want to see them throw down. Basketball drama, say that again. I want to see them throw down. Dude, they... Oh my god, some of the drama in the is so wild. I'd like Yeah, I can't even believe some of this stuff actually happened. They, 80s I, 80s were a wild time. Dude, I'll say this. If I was Paul Westhead, 
a guy who used to coach the Lakers, I'd be pissed as to how they were <laughs> characterizing me because they make him look like an imbecile in this season. Is that, that uh, is that Jason Seagal? Siegel. Siegel, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's him. Because in the first season, he's kind of like a hero that everybody like, like they're like, oh, he's awesome. Holy moly. This guy gets over his skis in this one, this season. I mean, like this was real life, but like they make him look like they come, you know, how, like they villainized Jerry Krause in the last dance. And like his family was like, listen, like he might not have made the best choices, but you guys made him look like a horrible human being. <sighs> that's what they kind of are. That's what they kind of did with Paul Westhead. Interesting. I know that they're making, I don't know who the guy that plays Pat Riley. He's in the pianist. The guy who plays Pat Riley's really good. And I think it's like He Adrian, looks like him too. Adrian Brody. Adrian Yeah, dude. He's really I'm just saying, dude, the guy who they got to play Magic Johnson, like He's charismatic. I don't know think like that is got that has gotta be in the argument for like one of the best casting in all of ever just ever <laughs> i mean he's the small when he smiles i'm like that is That's magic, magic yeah. hey, that is magic right there <laughs> oh you gotta love it you gotta love basketball like we said the best sports dramas are basketball sports dramas yeah lebron and a ton of players are thinking of coming back for the 2024 summer Olympics. And I'm like, please, they would just please. demolish the rest of the world. What's well, all of the memes going around <laughs> of LeBron and like being Nick Fury's like, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. It's like him going to Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. I get the argument where I've seen, I'm seeing it a ton lately where the NBA, whichever team wins the NBA championship, some people get frustrated when they're like, we're world champions. And I'm going to be honest, I understand that argument. I get that there's more, that there's a ton of international players now in the NBA, but that's not all the international players. Like when you look at it as a world champions, like I'm thinking of comparing it to the Olympics, but that's when like team chemistry is a whole thing as well. Like it's not just like, oh, there's a ton of foreign players in the NBA now. Yeah, but you don't have a full starting five of Joel Embiid's and Giannis Antetokounmpo's like you've got yeah. some other people that might not be nearly as talented as them that bring your team down so like that's the whole point of it so when yeah basket like Europe Europe has a ton of great basketball players listen I'm man I'm sorry when LeBron James gets that alley-oop pass from Kyrie Irving and just absolutely slam dunks over like I don't know, like Austria. <laughs> Welcome to the NBA. <laughs> like, that's just what I have to say. I, yeah. The whole meme of, I remember when it was like, the thing like, Dennis Rodman wants to put together a basketball game in North Korea. And the top comment I saw was some guys said, LeBron dropping 80 on North Korea is not going to help anybody at all. <laughs> it's like. I love that. Yeah. I was, it's just, like, we've completely dead. Like, Star Wars, the Star Wars talk is over. Like, we're just going to talk basketball right now for a little bit. Star Wars is awesome. I love it with all my heart. That being said, I also love LeBron. 
that like people don't realize that like this guy can literally do everything like <laughs> michael jordan yes he can do everything but like lebron james can literally do anything on the court yeah he can my king my king lebron my glorious king james <laughs> i saw there was this thing of like lebron did you see the thing on espn where he's like wearing or maybe it's the sports center account he was just like his um outfit going to bed it's just like this horrible onesie of just basketballs all over it and like his <laughs> wife savannah's making fun. She's like what are you wearing he's like i thought it looked pretty good <laughs> and then like Bronny's in the background and lebron's like man that fit is trash and then he looked at himself and he's like i don't know if i could be calling fits trash when i'm wearing this but he's so funny he's he's what a walking mean? meme what that mean i don't know if you've seen pictures of his old instagram posts where like he's like driving late at night wondering what my purpose is <laughs> such a 2012 post <laughs> or the picture that he took with his kids <laughs> and he's like up early before school watching a little tom and jerry <laughs> i'm like lebron james has like shades of like dj khaled in him at points <laughs> I get like he's being a dad and everything, but it's just funny because <laughs> looking at how some of these things have aged, it's just up before school watching a little Tom and Jerry. It's like just an awkward selfie with his kids too. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, his that's crazy that like we just like nobody talks about like it was like a news cycle. It was on for a news like Brownie James died. And they like resuscitated him. I don't know if he died. Wow. He went into cardiac arrest. Yeah, that's essentially almost dying. Okay. His heart almost stopped. almost dying and dying are two different things. Wow. His heart stopped. I like I've never had my heart stop, knock on wood, but like I, he had cannot. we'll just say he had complications. Yeah, something like that. I guess we don't really know. Um <clears throat> I don't think anybody knows. People did think, though, that they went to uh, Rochester Mayo. Really? Yeah. I mean, dude, why not? Isn't you know, like isn't that, like, the best hospital in the nation? I think for, like, when it comes related to, like, heart-related issues, yes. There's, yeah, I want to say it's, like, heart-related issues and cancer, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. That's, That's so weird that like Rochester, Minnesota has the premier health facility because like I've been to Rochester a few times. There's not a whole lot going on there besides mail. No, there's not. Uh, people think that like there wasn't. <laughs> now, again, this was a video going around social media of this really tall African-American man walking into mail with a hood up in basketball attire. <laughs> Everybody's like, could this be LeBron James and his family? <laughs> so that's what I'm going based off of. So oh. he may or may not have been. At it. It's not like there's a picture of him like out front of Mayo, like giving a thumbs up or something. Walking into Mayo before school today. Yeah. Um, I might just be spreading false. I mean, maybe he might have been there. He might not have been. I don't know. I don't think it's any of our business if he was there or not. Like, oh, when it's people mine. Are going to, I can't believe he didn't taking- stop by. 
bro, if like you're taking pictures of famous people going into hospitals, you really got to reevaluate your life. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. But yeah, Star Wars is awesome. LeBron James is awesome. Yeah, we'll be back with more LeBron content next week. Until then, I guess. um, Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye.